It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 9th of July. Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck talk with the media. They address the Millers' financial situation, their thoughts on Rudy Gobert's comments, and why the Jazz are ready to roll in Orlando. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Do you know what the Jazz are doing today? They are practicing back as a group on the practice floor playing basketball they are in the Orlando bubble they will have had each had two COVID tests uh no results uh are been revealed yet so we don't know whether anyone tests positive honestly if they test positive at this point it's not it's not uh it's not good it's not like the the big deal is if guys start testing positive like the 24th 25th 26th having been in the bubble for two weeks and there's something spreading inside the bubble before the season starts, that would be the level of concern uh, in regards to whether the season gets played. Obviously, don't want any of our guys to get it here at some point. Uh, But that is the plan. Today, the Jazz will get on the court and play basketball as a group again. Head coach Quinn Snyder will be back on the hardwood running a practice. Uh, They've got practice times uh, for the next week. Uh, or next few days coming up, so we will we will see them out on the floor uh, with some with practice time today. They'll practice at three Mountain tomorrow, and the next day they'll practice at four o'clock Mountain time, and then they'll get the next, and then they have the scrimmage games uh, coming up as well. So we're gonna begin to get back on the floor, and they really have a pretty decent amount of time. They have twenty one days until they play their first game. That is far more time than they get during the regular season uh, before their, you know, and I guess the scrimmages, I guess, would count as preseason, but 21 days is actually about what you get from training camp to the regular season. So there's not a lot of, you know, they, they should be ready. I'm actually a believer that I think the basketball is going to be pretty good. I got into this today on the show with uh, on Locked on NBA with Ben Golliver. I, I actually think we could see some of the best basketball we've ever seen. Uh, and my thought on that is a, a less travel, less uh, uh, distractions, less fatigue, more consistent play are all the things that we've been told this whole time are what makes it for peak performance. And I think this is going to be a real opportunity for peak performance. Couple that with the fact the guys are fresh, right? Their bodies are not beat up. They are not running into the NBA playoffs having played 82 regular season games and sprinted down the finish for positioning. This will be a different thing. So I, I actually suspect it may take a little while. I think there'll be some bad teams there uh, early on, and there might be some teams that uh, are a little less interested. And I do think that the exit door to, from the bubble will be appealing uh, more so than maybe the exit door from a regular season playoffs. And so we could certainly end up with a, a time in which teams are a little less engaged if down 3-1 or 2-0 in the playoffs. But I suspect we're going to get uh, great basketball starting, uh, you know, maybe not in 21 days will the basketball be great. But uh, along the way, Quinn Snyder 
uh, shared the other day that the you know some of the data points are showing uh, that shooting is more important than ever, which is is going to be good uh, for us. All right, let's let's get Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck held a press conference yesterday, Zoom conference with the media. Uh, let I want to break. We're going to break down the three big issues right out of the shoot. Their feeling and reaction to the ESPN story about De- about Rudy and Donovan. I'll be honest, there were no questions about the future, uh, that future, that relationship. There was no one kind of what is being done with that, uh, what involvement they had. So the media kind of backed off that story. So there was there was very little in that regard. I'm not sure you're getting much of an answer anyway, but that just in just so you're aware. So uh, let we'll we'll touch on uh, their reaction to Rudy's comments. Uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune, addressed the fact that the Millers have furloughed, you know, a, a, a significant laid off and furloughed a significant portion of their staff and what the financial situation is. The Spurs have now done the same thing. Um, some other teams are now beginning to do this, and we're seeing this across the NBA. And then uh, Dennis addresses the social justice uh, approach and how what he's comfortable with. Uh, with the team, and then we'll get into Orlando basketball, what they expect and what the expectations are. So those are the four parts of this coming up, and let's start with what Dennis Lindsay had to say about Rudy Gobert and his comments in the ESPN story. I was very impressed at how open Rudy was, um, uh, how he owned um, certain uh, points, and there was a real vulnerability and some self-reflection that, I, that I've uh, just seen um, some real maturity. Um, you know, there's some things that we all have to look at ourselves when we get critiqued. And, you know, I'm not sure I'm good at that at 51 years old, but I was quite impressed that Rudy at 28 could reflect, uh, you know, and, uh, and share uh, how he's felt uh, about a number of things. Dennis touches on something I think a lot of us have touched on. The introspective comments by a 28-year-old who has been one-dimensionally obsessed with greatness his entire life, and maybe some of that obsession with greatness precluded him from taking the time to recognize all of his impact on other people, all of his relationships, things of that nature. So, you know, we are seeing what can only be thought of as a natural growth process and a natural development from Rudy Gobert. It it's where I've made the comment that maybe some of this, not, hey, ideally, you you don't have, you know, tiffs in relationships. Ideally, you don't have COVID-19 positive tests that, that push people to their, their limits and put fear and, and, and concern into their lives and, and, and all of these items. But maybe there are some elements where in the long run, this will be looked back at as a moment of of growth and togetherness for these guys. Who knows? Um, but it does, you know, there does sound as though from Tim McMahon's story and, and the way that it was talked about is that there was enough of a little bit of a riff there that even if, you know, this didn't happen and didn't COVID didn't expose it and push it to the forefront like it did, that there was a little bit of the natural, you know, player, you know, grumbling that takes place and so maybe this puts on the forefront and has them uh address a little bit so yeah another person kind of impressed uh by rudy his growth his approach to all this um and i i think that's a worthwhile i've made the comments myself that if i 
I have a million things in my life that early in my career, and I'm not a professional athlete or a star like Rudy or living in that world, but I was pretty obsessed with trying to have some success in my life. And I've got a lot of little potholes around um, that are some of my most embarrassing. I have a very good friend, or I don't know if he's a very good friend. I think very highly of him. I don't see him very often named Michael Yout, who is an intern for me who lives in Salt Lake City. And every time I see him at the coffee garden or wherever we bump into each other, I, I'm immediately mortified and embarrassed because of, you know, numerous actions I had at 25 years old when he worked with us. Uh, you know, I think there's a level of DJ and, and Gordon and all them who worked with me at 25 who look at me and, and have that. So I, I think there's an understanding. And I would guess that most of us, um, have had that one dimensional thinking uh, at points in our life that we're in retrospect a little, you know, uh, that we've hopefully matured out of. And I think we're seeing that firsthand. So that's kind of awesome. All right. Uh, part two of this, I thought was a, a great question from Andy Larson in regards to the financial situation of the Millers and whether or not uh, it will impact free agency coming up this next year because of this. Um, and obviously the league free agency is there. So we'll, we'll, that, that'll be the next thing uh, that we touch on. And then we'll, uh, what Dennis is feeling about the social justice uh, that's taking place as well as um, then on the court, why there's great optimism of how the Jazz uh, will perform on the court. Today's show is brought to you in part by Intercap Lending. That's Steve Carter. That's my guy, Steve Carter. And it is one of the most rewarding things about doing this podcast and being a part of this community is that whenever... Uh, we, we tell you to go to any of our sponsors and someone has a great experience. It just makes my day. Um, you know, uh, just recently, uh, someone emailed me, Jared uh, Lambrum emailed me, what's Steve Carter's number? Next thing I know, that communication is going and Steve Carter is giving someone another uh, tra- fabulous experience along the way. Th- these, these are the things uh, that fire me up. And Steve Carter is just, he's money every single time uh we tried to have him help out nate duncan on something it didn't it didn't come together but i knew that if i said steve carter uh the you know the the lead he would nail it and that to me is what makes it such a great experience so intercap lending is a more local mortgage company uh lending company they've done great work uh brought to by josh romney to utah they're 40 years in the business they've just continue to grow each June in the last two years. They've hit their years previous numbers because they get deals done uh, and they are nimble and they work well in this uh, kind of emerging landscape with their great apps and they're able to do so many things of that nature. So if you're looking to refi or take advantage of the market rates right now, give Steve Carter a call 385-800-8528, 385-800-8528. As the world moves back and the economy keeps going and our lives progress it might be time to get back into the housing market well if it is then it's time to talk with homie homie is continuing to do fabulous work with over 50 million in savings and commissions homie helped thousands of buyers and sellers in 2019 and they're doing the same in 2020 academic study from byu professors showed homie is selling homes for more money and eight days faster over the last three years homie's saving sellers over ten thousand dollars on average that's right it's all at homie so make sure you if you're in the market to start doing some real estate things of that nature text lock to 88588 that's lock to 88588 and a local homie agent will help you out every step of the way that's text lock l-o-c-k-e to 88588 
So really good question by Steve Car, uh, not by Steve Carr, by Andy Larson about the Millers' financial situation, how it impacts things. This is obviously huge uh, across the league. Uh, the Spurs doing some layoffs in July. Um, other teams as well. Portland did some huge layoffs. So you're seeing the single market, uh, single team market, smaller market teams have to make some of these adjustments. And here uh, was what Dennis had to say about the Millers' financial support of the team. They've never said no uh, to one of uh, our requests uh, relative to arena uh, renovation, rebuild, building out our front office, creating an analytics department that didn't exist in 2012. We've been fully funded. I know we've been one of the lower payroll teams, uh, Andy, as well, uh, over the years, but that was a strategic choice to be a little bit more flexible to the point where uh, we can make a marriage with Boyan Bogdanovich relative to having cap room and him wanting us and we thinking uh, that it's fundamentally a good price. So uh, my expectation uh, going forward relative to, to that is is that the Millers will, will fully fund any requests that we have regarding player personnel. That is consistent to what the Millers have done to their basketball operations, and that is great news for all Jazz fans out there that they are going to continue, uh, that all signs are that they're going to continue to support and uh, make the moves that are necessary. Limit, you know, there's going to be some limits this year. The salary cap's going to be different uh, than what it has been. It's not clear what it's going to be. There's no question that the uh, league is, is making less money whether this bubble succeeds or not is going to be massively important. They could have as much as a 33% pay cut if it does not. Um, these are, you know, these are real issues uh, that the league confronts. It could have lasting, lasting impact if this bubble doesn't come off. If it does come off, things are a little bit better, but there's still some argument about smoothing the payrolls and doing some things uh, of that nature. Uh, the third item of in, of kind of the headliners of what's going on before we get onto the court and how the team uh, it could play in that setting is how the comfort level the organization has with the social justice work of its players, uh, the outspokenness of, of Dennis, the protesting of, of Jordan Clarkson, George Niang being involved in all that. How is it that uh, he, they feel about those items and uh, the, the player's voice that they're taking with them to Orlando? Important for us uh, as a management team to let the public know we fully support our players and Quinn on their social justice efforts. We're really proud of each player and coach um, and how thoughtful they've been, uh, how hardworking uh, they've been, uh, both internally on uh, measures that we're uh, taking hold of with the Jazz and also speaking out towards discrimination and oppression. The thing about this that I find very interesting for the Jazz and great is Quinn's role. Quinn is such a thinker, such a deep thinker, such an intellectual thinker, such a multiple uh, sides of an issue thinker, someone who spends a lot of time with Quinn. You know, if you bring an issue to the table, you better be on top of it. Um, you know, if, if you get a text message with a question, it's a lot easier because you can take the time to answer it. If you're sitting with him at the time, he expects you to have a well-thought-out answer at that moment. And, you know, if there's a flaw in the answer, he's going to certainly expose it with his, his brain power that he has and how quickly he's thinking. He's taking that same approach to this with his players. Like, there's 
you know, documents to be discussed and words to, and, and things to be read and reading material he's, he's giving to them and uh, discussions to be had and his ears are wide open and, and hearing from other people. And so you keep hearing from whether it's George Niang the other day or Mike Conley the other day or now Dennis Lindsay, the role Quinn has in this in fostering conversation with the players. It's, it's a unique um, situation there. So the, the Jazz have entered into the bubble. Uh, Justin Zanuck is the management person that is, is there. Let's, let's start with from Dennis, how they decided who's going to go. It's a limited number of players. People have to stay back behind. Uh, I know one jazz coach is staying back behind cause his wife is pregnant. Another, because, um, you know, it's his op. He can do a bunch of operations work here and he has two kids that he's raising, um, on his own. So, you know, those kind of decisions go into it, but you know, people had to be left behind. And so, uh, here's what Dennis had to say about who got to go. The, the biggest, um, consideration were those people that were in service to the players, not to say that those who stayed back weren't of great service, but obviously Quinn and Mike, had to make those cuts. And those were uh, very uh, agonizing decisions. But uh, hands-on players, Mike Elliott uses uh, the Fusionetics discipline. And for those of you who don't know what Fusionetics is, it's simply stated joint mobility. So our players get on a table uh, 15 minutes before practice, uh, 15 minutes after practice, same thing with games. And it's a quite a dynamic process to make sure uh, that their bodies have alignment and proper joint mobility. Um, and, and so uh, that, as an example, uh, those people that had hands on players, frankly, we took a lot more of those than we did uh, just one management person with, with Justin. Player services hands-on people those are the ones that are are going uh but there there certainly were not enough spots there were cuts that had to be made that were hard and are going to make other people's lives more difficult with a lot of duties uh that they have to take in that process so the jazz are as we've known officially in the bubble justin zanuck was able to share what entering into the bubble was was actually like it's what 408 p.m eastern here so i've been here we landed at about 7.15 last night. I'll tell you, Eric, the, the weirdest thing was getting on a plane again after first four months, even though it was a familiar Delta charter and the familiar seat. But one, it's a long flight. It's four hours. And then when we landed, we had um, just, I will say in general, the NBA has done a great job on logistics. I mean, they're literally putting on something that's been unprecedented uh, by any team sport ever and the logistics they executed very very well last night and continuing today we landed at the airport they've got two disney cruise line buses for us so some of the guys were asking where their mickey mouse ears were we didn't get those off the bus um we had a police escort to the hotel which orlando traffic can be uh troublesome sometimes so we only it was only 25 minutes to the hotel and as soon as we get to the hotel we get ushered right into a room where Mark Tatum, Jerome Pickett, uh, a few other NBA executives gave a short presentation to the players, uh, about 15 minutes. And we immediately got tested right then and there. As soon as we finished our tests, they gave us our Disney, um, Disney bands, which function as our room keys and the ways we pay for them. And we get this 
bright green uh, wristband to show that we are under quarantine. And then we go straight to our rooms. So um, they bring us, they brought us dinner last night, breakfast and lunch today. Uh, I'll get another, a second, provided the first one comes back negative, which we're waiting this afternoon. Tonight, we'll get another test at about nine o'clock. The um, technicians will come to each room and do the test. And then once we get a second negative test, which we should know sometime in the morning, uh, we're out. And uh, so if you have any, if you want any reviews about the hotels or restaurants or what Disney looks like, I have no idea. I've seen the lobby for about 15 seconds and then the inside of the rooms. The rooms are nice. They're well appointed. Um, it's a, a fairly new hotel too. So, so far so good. And with both, with all players and coaches and everyone getting two positive tests today, or excuse me, two negative tests, two good results, two negative tests, they will then be released out of that, get rid of that green little, uh, and they will practice today at 3 o'clock Mountain Hour time. What is to be expected on the court? We hear from Dennis and Justin on that as we continue today's show, brought to you in part by Shamrock Auto. That's my friend Rob Taylor. I know, it's not Rob Thomas. Shamrock Auto is such a uh, a fun company. Uh, Rob started Shamrock Auto along with Brady Kimball and some others because he wanted to change the way uh, the experiences he had with buying cars. 80 years of combined automotive business experience. His buyer is who is a technician for over 25 years. A lean company, very few employees, so the margins are tight and the experience is quick. Uh, if you read the reviews on Shamrock Auto, you see the same kind of experience everyone has. Has, and that is helpful, nice, no pressure, get it done quickly. Uh, great selection of nearly new and partially used cars. A lot of Utah County assault vehicles, right? The Suburbans, the Yukons, the Expeditions, the minivans, uh, the big SUVs, Some, many of them 6 to 12 months old, 5 to 20,000 20, miles on it. Uh, independent car dealership just past the point of the mountain. You're in Draper, you're in Riverton, you're in Sandy. Heck, people come from all across uh, state lines to go uh, use Rob. Give Rob a call. If you have a car specifically you're looking for, he can help you out. 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. It's Shamrock Auto. 801-319-2250. Give him a call and find out uh, what they can do for you. Make sure you mention Locked On Jazz. He'll give you that special treatment and see what... Shamrock Auto can do for you and find out what that unique experience is like right out there at Point of the Mountain. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA.
What are the Jazz expecting? Well, let's start with a question to Dennis Lindsay about what was the is the best case scenario for Orlando. One that our players and staff uh, are safe. Uh, that's physically, uh, emotionally, uh, spiritually, Tony. I think all of us recognize um, where competition fits in the scheme of things. And I do think competition's important uh, for our community, for our society. Uh, I think the platform uh, that uh, our players have uh, to talk about social justice uh, and their causes um, are very important. Frankly, I'm proud, Tony, uh, to be part of this league. Um, Adam Silver, I've said this before, but I think he's a, the definition of a modern leader. So I think um, expressing those measures that uh, Nigel Williams-Goss, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Quinn Snyder have all said uh, are important to our group. Um, certainly would su supersede the competition. And then one thing that Steve Starks and I talk about all the time, we just talked about this morning, uh, we're paid to do our jobs and do them well. And you guys critique us, and rightfully so. Um, you're a median to the fans. So it's important for us to go and compete and compete great. And if we do that, then we can, we can certainly live with the results. You know, I don't have a win total, eight seeding games. I think a lot of that will be dependent upon matchups and health and rhythm uh, because home court is out the window. Um, but uh, make no mistake, you know, we want to go to Orlando and compete and be great. There wasn't any talk in this whole conversation about no Boyan. And, you know, I know we're all very excited to get back at it and to play, but let us make sure we remember, like, we're missing a 20-point-a-game, 42% three-point shooter that kind of was the major off-season piece we made to make the team exactly like it is. When they go to the practice court today, it's a different basketball team that I think has to find a new role in how they're going to play. Are they a quicker, smaller, faster dribble-drive team? Are they still a heavy pick-and-roll team? Are they are, are they play, trying to get early open looks and, and use the shooting with the kind of analytics that say that shooting's uh, been, been down a little bit in the European leagues? That, to me, I think gets... It's awfully interesting here uh, for everyone involved because uh, I I think that it's going to be a it's got to be a different team. I don't think they can come roll it back out the way they've been playing. Now, luckily, they have a decent amount of time to get that going. Um, and Justin Zanuck talks about how much time they actually have here in these twenty one days. This three weeks is going to be really important um, in terms of developing the group bond again. I think the conditioning is as good a level as it can be given the, the restraints. And, you know, the eight seeding games may not be, you know, talking about what you would think about with March or April basketball with teams being at a, a, a ramp up and a high level. They, I think that's the reason we're having these eight games as well as to get ready to prepare for the intensity of the playoffs. But by the time the playoffs start, you've, you've talked about five weeks together in addition to the individual sessions before. So I think it'll approximate it. The good thing is, is it's not a completely new team. You know, these, these players have been together for six months. So 
it's not as if training camp there it's more refamiliarizing rather than learning something new and i think that'll happen quickly with the the level of basketball iq our players have and and how quinn demands that we play and that they they do that so i think it'll be a pretty quick ramp up to get to it quinn in charge of that great coaching staff players that seem to be in fairly good shape all good signs uh for the jazz and dennis Lindsay thinks that there's a bunch of reasons why the jazz could actually be better uh, maybe than some other teams where they are and why they were better than before. It, and frankly, Dennis doesn't compare this to other teams. He just talks about where the areas where he thinks the Jazz have made growth and are, are, ready, are ready to go. But a big piece of improvement when a college freshman becomes a sophomore, when a rookie becomes a second-year player, they get a chance to get away, reflect, take in information that the organization has for them, the coaches have. So I've seen a lot of growth. Jarrell Brantley is at the lowest playing weight that he's been since uh, he's, frankly, been in college. Uh, George Niang has a different level of fitness because of his discipline towards working out and his uh, calorie intake. Tony Bradley, you guys uh, have heard from, and I would echo uh, a lot of what Tony said relative to his physique and the uh, work that he put in. Mike Conley has continued the fusionetics program that Mike Elliott set forth. And it's a real fundamental way uh, to tackle your health performance and reports that he's felt feels better now than he's had in years. I can just really, frankly, go on and on uh, relative to that measure. And so um, I think it gives us a chance to, uh, to be very formidable. Uh, once we start moving to games, it's hard to know what one team's going to be against the other. There's no, you know, Dennis makes great points there. There's no question that you know the the Jazz may be vastly improved, or, or and guys have made steps. What we don't know is, you know, it's not a zero sum game, right? So it's like, what is happening with the other teams, and and where are they, and and that's going to be really hard to tell. Like, did everyone make jumps? Are a bunch of players going to be really different than they were before with that time of reflection that, that Dennis talks about there? It's it's interesting uh, to, to see that. I just don't think we have any idea. There's no contextual understanding of what they're about to under, go under. Uh, but I think, you know, the character of the jazz plays well here. You know, sometimes my critiques can be pretty strong of us internally, coaches, players, management, scouts, you name it. And watching our coaches, our health performance people, uh, and uh, our nutrition as well, and our players uh, perform during the hiatus. I, I literally, I was just talking to Steve Starks in this, I'm in awe of how much work that we put in. Uh, our players are in terrific shape. Uh, they're very excited to compete. And, and so I think we'll be formidable uh, because we have a hungry group uh, that does want to come together that does have a baseline level of fitness. We, we, it was very important for us not to lose our fitness level. So despite the Boyan Bogdanovich injury, despite the Mike Conley likely having to leave, a lot of optimism coming out of, of Dennis and Justin as they head into the bubble. Practice today at 3. I'm sure we'll have some more player interviews later in the day, and we'll hear from guys what it was like, uh, and we'll keep covering it. Live show tomorrow for the Friday edition of Locked on Jazz, I think. 
think, though I've got some early morning things I have to do, so I'll have to try to figure that out. Might be a midday live show, depending on timing. Keep an eye out for it. Thanks very much for tuning in. I did Locked on NBA today with Ben Golliver, so right now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked on NBA. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.